0: Hi, I'm CJ, and
1: I'm Corey. And, and this is Expecting, Expecting Expats. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Expecting Expats. We have a guest today, uh, a special guest. Her name is Maria. She is Dominican-American and from Boston, or I guess not from, but grew up in Boston, uh, living in Germany now for four years with her husband and her one-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Um, and she is here to really tell us and explain to us um, everything about the Eltern Hub, which is uh, what you created and founded this year. And so welcome, Maria. Thank you so much.
2: Welcome. Thank you both for having me. Really excited. I know. So...
1: I think if you want to maybe introduce the idea of the Eltern Hub, because when CJ and I first heard about it, even when we read about it, we thought it was such a great idea to start. Um, And I know that probably some of our listeners as well uh, would love to hear about it.
0: All our listeners are probably the ones who really need to find out about
2: your your website, your blog. Yeah. um, So thank you for having me, first of all. I'm a huge fan of the podcast i've really been following your journey along since the beginning so now it's really exciting to be on this side and kind of telling my story so um so yeah again i'm maria i am the founder creator of the elton hub um which i describe as a blog but more than just a blog it's really the main resource hub for um expecting expats for um foreign families living in Germany, who are either migrating here with children or are having children here abroad. So um, my goal is just to really uh, share resources, to share about my experience. Um, Like Kari mentioned, I have a one and a half uh, um, baby girl and I've always wanted to find a way to sort of honor that story of motherhood, of parenting abroad. So I'm really taking you through my personal journey kind of the lessons that I've learned, all the mistakes I'm making along the way, which are are plenty. And now I'm seeing them more than just mistakes, they're really uh, lessons learned. So I want to put all this information out there so that um, other expat parents uh, don't feel alone in this journey, um, Mm -hmm. which I feel was really something that I had to struggle with. Um, at the beginning um, you can probably empathize when you find out you're expecting it's uh, yeah. It's all very exciting um, we scary scary <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's this unknown territory regardless of where you live right whether you are living at home for me back in the US or Dominican Republic or whether I'm here in another country it it is the, the idea of already expecting is foreign enough and then on top of that you add being in another country
1: mm-hmm. um Because what was your journey, even getting to the Altern Hub, you know, I guess, what was the idea that sparked it? Of course, expecting expats, um, like you just said, everyone is expecting, is looking for information, but what was your
2: then um, experience with it? So when I came to Germany four years ago, um, I remember just being very active on social media, right? I wanted to post some pictures and some stories about my experience so far to share with my family right this was the way to kind of avoid having to send the same whatsapp photo to (laughs) every single family group so i would just use my personal instagram to just kind of share my story share my learnings about germany and i always thought oh i really want to get serious about this one day i want to maybe blog about this experience but you know you have all these ideas and then time constraints Mm -hmm. so i never really got around to it so then I found out I was pregnant uh, in spring of 2021. Yes, my daughter was born in 2022. Um, and I just remember, you know, I, I went to Dr. Google. That's, that's what I did after I found out I was expecting myself with my husband and my family. And then I went to Dr. Google and I searched everything you can possibly imagine. You know, mm-hmm. um, Americans uh, giving birth abroad, foreigners in in germany i i I really i I tried to crack the code on google to kind of find all this information and i was actually very surprised at how much lack of information there is available in english um for expecting families uh, living in Germany and we always hear that you know Germany is such a great place to raise children there's so many amazing resources and that is true there are Mm -hmm. Um, but even for for Germans themselves it's hard to find this information and to understand this and to navigate um, all the ins and outs of it so you can imagine then as an expat not maybe speaking the language fluently that was also very difficult so anyways I got around to documenting everything um i have i don't know how many google documents (laughs) where i wrote out every process you know kind of like a checklist of what i need to do i need Mm a hair bomber, a midwife i need to find a kinder arts uh pediatrician you know so i just documented everything Mm. and then i said maybe i can share this with friends one day maybe Mm -hmm. for other friends who are expecting i can just share these documents and then then I had my daughter, and then obviously yeah. I was very much in the land of motherhood and parenting, and just really soaking in those those first few months. Um, and then I remember looking at these documents, and I'm kind of like, okay what do I do with that now? Mm -hmm. Maybe I can use this uh, for baby number two in the future, potentially, or, again, sharing it with friends. And then I said, maybe this is the moment that I should take all this information and share it in a creative, kind of easy, digestible way. uh, Mm -hmm. Because that's another thing, right? You maybe get access to information, um, but then it's very complicated, um, like understanding Eltengeld or Eltenzeit.
1: No, I agree, because, I mean, I think... And you probably know, I mean, we all know that, if, and again, I've never had a child in the United States, so I don't really know, but in Germany, everything is, you do this first, then this second, then this third, and even, you know, people talk about the Mütterpass, you know, which is like a passport, basically, with all of your information, all of your family's information. Mm-hmm.
0: During pregnancy. During
1: pregnancy, and you keep this book on you, and I didn't keep this book on me, you know. But during my first pregnancy, <laughs> and the first three or four appointments, I would forget my book mm-hmm. because I know uh, what is that? Oh yeah, yeah I need that thing. And they're like, come on, like bring it the book." This is the, the basic thing, but yeah. even that kind of stuff, like I didn't understand the purpose for it until my doctor like sat me down and was like, no, you have to bring it <laughs> and you have to keep it on you. Like even if you go to the gym, even mm. if you run to get trash. Like, just bring a bag with you because if something happens to you, you know? But like, Case of emergency. Yeah, but even, like, um, I mean, I was reading your blog and you really highlighted, like, choosing a kinder arts because, you know, in the U.S. it probably is just easy to look up the, the doctors who are under your insurance provider, blah, 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 get an appointment. But here you have to, like, some doctors are like, no, we don't take any more patients.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. that's that's just <laughs> like that. And so you're you're constantly yeah. like
1: when and then when to get mm-hmm. a Obama You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I've heard people try it seven months pregnant to get one and they can't find one with their
2: midwife. And so they don't have one. And yeah. it's yeah. all about timing, mm-hmm. I feel like, with a lot of these things. Um so the earlier you know about the resources being yeah. available, um, the earlier you can get started in the process because it does take time. Um,
0: oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's so important what you do because um as you say like everyone when they get pregnant they just want to know how to be, figure out uh, everything and uh, here in Germany we said before like it is actually a really great place to be pregnant and Mm -hmm. have a kid but in order to really benefit from that you need to know what is your rights and what is all these benefits that you can get yeah and if you don't find the resources online and you don't know any German people was going to tell you then yeah how oh, are you going to find it's, out about it yeah
1: it's really about word of mouth or you're I mean honestly I, I didn't mm-hmm. understand until my of course my doctor had to tell me you know you have to go register for uh, even hospitals yes. to go to like the, and then you go there and you're like how do I do this I have to call you or can I email mm-hmm. you or is there like an online platform where I book an appointment and yeah and yeah I mean it's just interesting and then you go there and they're like, What's your birth plan? and you're like, What I don't know." <laughs> understand. Think about yeah. This. yeah. Yeah. I am like talking to my doctor, who are you? Because in the US again, your doctor delivers your baby. Right. Where yep. here it's this random person
2: which And they're hebamas. They're, they're midwives. Haybommas. That's yeah. a huge uh, mm-hmm. difference there. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, and I just remember Googling and trying to go to some of my favorite, um, I don't know, Instagram influencers and things like that to find information. And a lot of what I found, which was still helpful, is just about, you know, raising children in Germany, what fun activities to do with children. And what I feel there was a lack of is just, here's a guide. Here's what you need to do. You find what you're expecting, you go to your doctor first, and then what, what do you do? So Mm -hmm. I really wanted I want the Elton Hub to be kind of the next um, step for families. You know, you go to your doctor because obviously they're the ones offering all the, all the medical care and advice. And then you go online to the Elton Hub and you should find all the information you need there mm-hmm. from the from the beginning and sort of what you should be doing um, from the start Um something I'm experiencing right now, actually. So I'm really writing and blogging in real, in real time. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really taking you through my journey. And something um, that we just came across was this issue with Kitas oh, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. and finding
2: a Kita. Kravastufa, um, mm-hmm. uh, a nursery school for our child. And I, I thought we did things right of like in Frankfurt, which I also learned that apparently this process of finding a Kita and everything varies um, city per city. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not always the same process. So in Frankfurt we have kindernet, you go online, you do the official unmailed, the registration. And I remember doing this last year and I'm like, nope, I remember with the hebama, I was I was late to this. And yeah. we did end up finding a hebama, a midwife, and she was amazing and wonderful. And I'm so lucky to have found her. But um, so with the kita, I said, okay, I'm going to start this process early. So when my daughter was like four or five months, I went on Kindernet, did all my registration, and I felt like I was so on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I've, I've learned from, from the last time and then of course I wasn't on top of it and then as I'm going through the process and I'm going to all these like um, mom meetup groups and things like this and I'm Mm -hmm. talking to other parents and I'm like yeah I did the registration on kindernet and now I just wait for a spot so my daughter can hopefully start when she's one wrong (laughs) um you know my daughter turned one and we still didn't hear back from a nursery school and Mm it was very frustrating i have to i have to be honest it was a very frustrating process and it's amazing that they have nursery schools that they're little to no cost here that's a huge difference right from what's available to us in the u.s but i just didn't know how the process worked came to realize that you know you have to be persistent you have to call the schools you have to show up you have to go to the info ovens the info sessions Mm -hmm. um some schools also have an extra application process, for example, so it's not just kindernet. So I, was, I would call these schools and they're like, okay, great, you signed up on kindernet, um, but did you also do our own application? I'm like, I didn't know this was a thing, you know, so um, we just confirmed a place in the nursery school. good. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> you meant it. Oh, <laughs> Uh, we manage um, now with my daughter uh, being one and a half, but again, these are the kind of things that I'm writing about, like um, mm-hmm. what to look out for, how how to figure out this stuff, because there's just really not a lot of information out there. Mm-mm.
0: No, and it can be really stressful. <clears throat> Sorry. For example, if you need to return to work at a certain time or you have planned to return to work and then all of a sudden you don't have any daycare for your child because yeah, you didn't know you had to really push for it that much.
1: Right. And, and that's the thing. I feel like all of the resources now are word of mouth or someone who's dealt with it before. Yeah. Because I actually knew that you had to call, like cold call these people. Mm-hmm. But I heard about it from my neighbor who heard about it from her German colleagues. Mm-hmm. And she did it with her five-year-old. So she's like, oh, remember, you know? And so I had a little excel spreadsheet and i would call them and they're like no we don't take anyone under one Mm. you know and so even when i wanted that support earlier than one year old i couldn't even find it i think i had like i think like 19 different ketos where i was just calling Mm. email them are you on kindernet yes you know (laughs) and they're like okay then just wait wait so some people would just not answer but yeah it was really crazy how difficult it was I mean don't get me wrong we have the luxury of being in the part of the ECB where they just have automatic acceptance after three months Mm -hmm. so
0: great makes it easier yeah
2: when you have that support from the employer right that's always um, oh yeah and
1: I know large companies like the the banks like Comets Bank and whatever they have that and uh pwc or kpmg like they have kitas within their building so people go drop off their kid and then go to work basically and i think it but that is they call it like family groups and it's just everyone all together so you have five-year-olds with three-month-olds just kind of like in a room in in rooms together Mm -hmm. which again is a different maybe concept but it's an It's a thing where they're like, look, we're giving it to you for cheap. So you're not going to get all these luxuries. Um, But it's a way to, I guess, entice women and men
2: to come back early. Right. And also if um, when you're in this search of uh, nursery school, you also take into consideration we're all... International families, right? Mm-hmm. And what's great about Frank- cities like Frankfurt, Berlin, Munich, the big cities, is that um, there's such a big international community. So then you have these also international kitas. Um, we looked, for example, we're a multilingual families, so English, German, Spanish. I speak Spanish to my daughter. My husband German, and then kind of all together we we mix uh, English. And we really wanted that um, for our daughter as well. Mm -hmm. We wanted a nursery school that sort of reflects already what we have in the home. Um, So it was amazing to find out, oh, they have German-Spanish quitas, or they have German-English quitas, but then Mm those you can imagine are even more challenging to get a spot because there's such a demand for them, Um, especially like in Frankfurt where you have so many multilingual families. Um, I actually feel like speaking two or three languages here is like the basic now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's almost a norm. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah. So I think just, um, you know, sharing and just awareness, right. Just like telling people, Hey, uh, this exists. Um, and these resources are available to you even as a foreigner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to have a European passport to get access to these resources. They're also available to us. So,
1: mm-hmm. And what are some of, I guess, the cool resources that most people wouldn't know about?
2: Yeah, so, um, so with this Hey Mama. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's one thing. I think that's, I'll talk about some that are maybe helpful at different points of the parenting stage right so at the beginning a head mama a midwife um so if you're giving birth at hospital um something that's different from the u.s and germany is that it's usually the midwives who are sort of guiding you through um the birth um but on top of having your midwife at the hospital you can actually have a midwife that comes to your home i it, this is unbelievable i mean our midwife came to visit us every two or three days, I would say, for the first three or four months, Mm -hmm. all paid for by our health insurance, which is wonderful. Um, So midwives are out there not only to support you during the birth, um, during labor, but also post labor, Mm -hmm. or sometimes even pre labor. I've heard um, if you are a high risk pregnancy, for example, you can have a midwife um, already supporting you a little bit earlier. But um, and kind of how do you find a midwife? You have to make phone calls. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of phone calls. You have to make a lot of phone calls. You have to be (laughs) persistent. Um, And it's funny, the way that I found a midwife was just going, uh, joining one of the Facebook groups. So I'm part of a group called Expat Babies Frankfurt. It's one of the largest, I would say, um, uh, expat family group on Facebook. Anyways, and I just remember going in there after I had made, I don't know how many phone calls and how many emails. And I was just at month eight. And I said, mm-hmm. I give this one more shot. And I just <laughs> remember posting on this group and being like, ladies, I've tried everything. I've called everywhere. I haven't had any luck. And someone was so kind to share with me their mm-hmm. Excel sheet, similar to what Kari was talking about, an Excel sheet with a list of Hebamas. Um, and she also included on their English-speaking Hebamas midwives, which is then another challenge, right, to yeah. find these yeah. particular ones. So, anyways, the first number I called from that list uh, ended up being my head mama. So it, it was just like the power of connection, the mm-hmm. power of community, which is also what I'm trying to build with the Elton Hub. Just yeah. having those contacts, having those connections, right? Um, right. So that's a pretty cool resource. And another one I recently learned about, more so for so that was kind of pre labor, but then post uh, postpartum. Um, it's called Mutter uh, genetsundsweg. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but it's essentially as a parent or a care- caregiver, you can go if you're feeling burnt out um, from just parenting or looking after someone you can go to a three-week spa retreat <laughs> i'm not making this up it's unbelievable um you can go to a three-week spa retreat to where you learn about just how to take care of yourself physically and emotionally and parenting they offer child care services within the facility mm-hmm. um so you can bring your family and your child with you and they have like different programs where it could be a setup of like the mom with the children that goes or mm-hmm. it's the father because we can't forget about the dads right yeah. um so the father with the children or or just you alone as a parent can go there and this is i think this is unbelievable i've never heard of something like this and yeah, yeah so this is done through the maternal recovery agency it's
0: yeah okay. that sounds amazing because we know like a lot of uh, parents and moms are struggling after having a baby and mm-hmm. a lot of people have some sort of postpartum reaction or even depression so if you can sort of early on when people are showing symptoms of burnout if you can help them out this way i mean that's brilliant but you have to know about it in order to take advantage of it yeah
1: and even during the birth you know i feel like you have to know your rights and what you want and even words, because again, I feel like my doctor spoke English to me because at that time I was like, "No, I'm not speaking mm-hmm. German." <laughs> <laughs> but the Hivomas kept trying to speak German to me, which was fine because mm-hmm. I would just respond in English. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I, uh, it, it was interesting though, as in like having a like a reaction or. Um, and knowing, hey, this is actually what I can ask for, and this is what I can get right. in the hospital, yeah. and you have to technically give it to me.
2: Right. Advocating for yourself, right? Mm-hmm, exactly.
1: Yeah. And But again, you have to know this stuff, because I think a lot of people do have bad or traumatic um, births, perhaps, when they're not... When they just kind of... I don't want to say when they're pushed around, but they when they don't get what they want. I mean, I think some people still do have traumatic births, even when they're asking and requesting things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But,
0: um, when you don't get that support, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it makes a big difference. If you, if you feel completely out of control mm-hmm. doing your own, um, labor, like giving birth. Yeah. If you just feel like I have no control about what's happening and I'm just like listening to whatever people are saying, people are saying yeah. I think that can lead to a much more traumatic experience rather mm-hmm. than, Maybe you can have a hard labor, but if you feel like you are taking part in every step of the way, and you are aware of what's going on, and mm-hmm. feel like you have some control, I feel I think that makes a huge difference.
2: Exactly. And that was a big thing for me too in this whole experience. Is that um, you know when you find out you're expecting, um, especially your first child, you're in a very vulnerable kind of situation. You mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of emotions that are running high. Um, so. F- the beginning i i didn't feel this confidence also mm-hmm. um in in just understanding what what it's going to happen next like well, how do i navigate all of this so i think another thing that i've gained from doing the research and looking at the information now sharing it is gaining confidence that it's like i know how to advocate for myself i know what's available even with my broken little German <laughs> I can still um you know I know my rights I know what's out there I know what resources are available to me and this is how I'm going to advocate for myself so it's also that that part of feeling empowered um in, mm-hmm. in this process feeling empowered as a parent as an expecting parent feeling as empowered as an expat um and understanding what's available to you I think this is also um mm-hmm. a really big part of it um and with this uh um, Maternal Recovery Agency, this spa retreat that I just mentioned. Uh, actually, the way that I learned about this was through my sister in law oh. um, because she's actually going to give it a try. So I'm excited to hear her experience yeah. and kind of how, how everything goes. But um, she has really strong connections because she works for her city. So she knows about all these things. But everyone else that I've spoken with, they're like, what I can go to a three-week uh, spa retreat <laughs> mm-hmm. as, as a parent? I think it's really cool. Actually, I saw this on I follow a Dominican newspaper mm-hmm. on Instagram, and someone wrote a piece about this resource in Spanish. Oh, yeah. and I thought that was uh, that was really cool. So, so yeah, I, I, the rumors are true that Germany is a great place to <laughs> to raise children, and yeah. uh, you just have to know where to access, have access to this information and the resources. Exactly and i mean i know
1: some of your blog posts are about just even thinking about moving abroad and i mean what what are some of the points that i think people should be thinking about because some of us i mean i moved single alone just trying to like find somewhere to land that wasn't the United States kind of because I just wanted to keep exploring Mm -hmm. and of course then I found my significant other, my husband, then we had a kid and then you're like okay we're staying here for a while because we're both working and, and living here um but when people are maybe living in the U.S. or in Denmark or whatever I mean what are some of the ideas or thoughts that people should be thinking about?
2: Yeah no that's a really good question um And since moving to Germany, since I've been more active on social media and just posting about my experience, I get you, you won't believe so many comments from friends. Maybe you get these too of like, wow, Germany is amazing. Or I talk to friends who also have children around my daughter's age and they tell me about, you know, um the lack of support that they have on their side so mm-hmm. childcare can be very expensive in the u.s you, you know um parents are usually returning back to work after three or four months because they don't have this elton site gel this paid maternity leave, pater- parental leave um so so it's interesting to hear uh, about the differences so i can already see how germany or maybe europe in general is an attractive place for for families um to move to or singles or couples who maybe are considering having a family and um are open to doing this abroad so i actually wrote a recent blog post about um five questions to consider um when thinking about relocating your family Mm -hmm. and there's like the basic stuff of like think about the language, right? Um, if you're moving to Germany and you maybe don't speak the language, okay, you have to you have to think about that, right? Maybe start learning it already and I give some tips of like, start learning the language already. If you have a family, see how you can like make this a family activity where you're learning it together. Um, I think it's interesting because I'm writing information in English, right? Because I find that there is a lack for it, but I also think it's very important to learn the local language because that's also how you feel empowered. That's also how you can advocate for yourself And it doesn't mean having to speak it perfectly and fluently. Um, It's just to have the basic knowledge so that you can kind of stand on your own two feet, um, as we Mm -hmm. say. Um, So that's one thing to consider. Other things that I put on there is think about your partner, especially if you're moving as a couple. Um, Think about, you know, maybe one of you has an opportunity to work abroad or do some sort of fun creative project abroad, but think about your significant other, right? What is your significant other going to be doing? Are they just as excited about this Mm -hmm. move? Um, talking about goals and expectations, you know, how long do you plan to stay in X country? You know, what are sort of your long term goals for relocation? I think just having a lot of transparency between couples, um, or for yourself to really reflect on this or for your family. um, Because this move is not an easy one. You know, we all know this, right? Uh, Germany is (laughs) I definitely don't regret this experience. It's been amazing. I cannot imagine now that I'm here being anywhere else raising my daughter for for a lot of reasons. And I talk a lot about this on the blog. But okay. um, yeah, you really have to reflect. You have to think about what um, what what do you want out of this experience? What are you looking What are you looking to gain? I guess,
1: so but my question is, because I, I know that you are Dominican-American, right? So you are born in the Dominican Republic, yes. came to the U.S. in when you were eight or yes. so. And then grew up in the U.S., I guess, or had your adolescent life in the U.S. or whatnot. Are you then planning on raising your daughter full-time in Germany? Or are you also then thinking mm-hmm. as well, like, do we ever go back home or, you know or to the U.S. Like, I shouldn't say home, because home is where the heart <laughs> is. Um, but, you know, I, I guess what... Because I think that's always sometimes the questions that CJ and I ask ourselves. Yes. Is is Germany... It might be an amazing place to raise children, but sometimes it's like it's an amazing place for maybe careers or for um, Just living adventure. the rest yeah, of your life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, in excitement, maybe, because Germany is very...
0: I don't know. It's very, like, yeah, straightforward, following the rules, but yeah. But, like, everything's
1: kind of, I mean, it's not as clean, maybe, as Switzerland, but at the same time, it's not like (laughs) you're going to, you know, New York or, like, Chicago and you're, like, nervous about walking down the street. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is, like, the million dollar question right in every like expat um multicultural family you know where where do we settle down like Mm -hmm. quote the Mm -hmm. quote unquote settling down and i'm trying to use that word less these days because what does that even mean settling down because maybe we go back to the u.s and we're there for a few years but then maybe we want to come back here so um in our family something we're talking a lot about is um you know, first of all, safety, education for our daughter when it comes to raising her. I think it was easier when it was just my husband and I, right? And we can move up and relocate and be here for a while. We lived in Chicago, that's where we met. We lived in California together. Mm -hmm. Um, And then now we're in Frankfurt, um, but now with a child and as we're thinking about her education, um, safety, safety, huge, huge topic. And I see it a lot on the news and um, it's tough a lot of the things that are happening in the US, right? So oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's scary to think about. Um, and in Germany, I don't live with that fear of my daughter going to school, what could potentially happen in the school. Uh-huh. And I love the freedom of it all that comes with uh, raising children here. Um, and I think that's the way it should be. It, it shouldn't be like a, um, an exception. Sh- this is just the way that it should be. But. Um, Anyways, for now, we, we're in Germany, and I think something about expat life that I'm thinking about is um, very futuristic. <laughs> I'm always thinking <laughs> five steps ahead, my husband makes fun of me for this, but I'm always thinking about, like, what's the next thing, what's the next goal, career-wise, personal life, and right. everything, and um, I'm really trying to live in this moment, and I used to think, like, okay, maybe we have one child here in Germany, maybe the next one will be born in the US, and... Mm-hmm. Um, and that one can become president. <laughs> German, Dominican, American, yeah. um, and I'm I'm just grateful to be here and like living in this moment right now, mm-hmm. and knowing that Germany is a great place um, to raise children. And you know, we'll see kind of what the future holds. But you know, home in this case, home being the U.S. is always an option for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's important um, in being a multicultural family being a multilingual family, a biracial family, I think having that openness, right? Mm -hmm. Um, um, I want my husband to be excited about the opportunity of going back to the U.S. one day. He's worked in the U.S., he has those connections, which is great. Um, It was important for him, for me to come here to Germany, to learn the language, to to learn more about him um, so we can better understand each other. So I think we're both open um, and we're just kind of seeing where where the road takes you exactly (laughs) yeah
1: no and i mean i think again you know my husband is from sweden so he isn't from germany i'm not from germany i think the hardest part for us at this moment is not really being close to our other family or grandparents Mm -hmm, and seeing how you know his family is or his brother is close to his parents like they live like 20 minutes down the road similar with my siblings that are very close in proximity to my parents and so you I sometimes see that those relationships really strong and it does make me sad but at the same time yeah there is this like push and pull of like okay but we do like living here, but then yeah, what what do we do? Like move to Sweden or move to the US, mm. away, really far away from, maybe from other grandparents as well. Yeah. So um,
0: And sometimes I feel like it's even hard if you move to one partner's home country because then yeah, yeah it'll always be like an uneven sort of yeah,
2: what do you say? There's always something missing kind. Of.
0: Yeah, because then one person is maybe compromising, like now we're far away from my family, but we see your family like every weekend, maybe. Yeah. Will that then feel more unfair somehow or not? I don't know. But how, cause how do you
1: deal with it? Because your husband's family is close by, or are they from well, Frankfurt?
2: Well, so they're not from Frankfurt, they're from Würzburg. So they live in Bavaria. So it's about an hour and a half drive, more or less, from okay. where we live. So we're in this interesting point because, okay, we're in Germany. So we're just physically closer to my husband's side of the family. But mm-hmm. we're close enough that we can go see them for like a day trip. Um, mm-hmm. But not that close where we can just like pop into my opas and, yeah, um, for dinner. You know, for dinner, I mean, yeah, have a cup of yeah. tea or something. Um, but I actually wrote a blog post on this on fostering relationships with children um mm-hmm. and their grandparents um because this has been a big topic I'm an only child mm-hmm. I had my first child abroad my poor mother
1: yeah. I'm
2: sorry um <laughs> Yeah, sometimes so, nice
1: to have siblings so that you can kind
2: of it takes the pressure. It takes off. yeah the
1: guilt and everything away. Right, yeah. and
2: I, I'm really lucky that my mom. This is part of Dominican culture, which is another thing that I that I want to uh, talk a little bit about more in the blog and develop this story. But just um, I grew up just completely in a different way. I grew up around all the aunts and uncles and grandparents, mm-hmm. and my daughter's having this completely different upbringing. Um, so that's something that has been challenging, but I'm trying to navigate through. But in this blog post, I just talked about, you know, how am I trying to keep this connection, this bond with mm-hmm. my daughter, who's one and a half year old, who maybe yeah. barely remembers things, right? <laughs> and then my, my mom, who wants to have this connection with her grandchild. And it's just about um, being consistent with communication. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. So my mom and I have these set Times every day because she wants to see her and if one day goes by then I'm in big trouble um, so where I call her um, for a few minutes in the morning oh, she can crazy. see Dalia on mm-hmm. video and just say good morning and like you know just for them to have that bond but again that's now another relationship that I kind of have to foster and facilitate because yeah. my daughter's not old enough to pick up a phone and call her her mm-hmm. abuelita back in Boston right so yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to to consider. Yeah,
1: no, I agree because I I think of it also in a way where that there's that bond, but then there's also I think it's nice that you know when my um, you know the Kita or the daycare closes for a week, you know, my parents then step in and say we'll watch the kids for a week, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like that instant or my sister and her husband, my brother-in-law want to go. Out to a concert or whatnot and my parents are like cool just bring the kids over yeah yeah. we'll have a sleepover and there's no guilt I guess where I feel or like no money you know (laughs) exchange I mean of course you can get a babysitter but then they're constantly like oh my 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 parent or my kids hanging out with a babysitter or they're hanging out with someone else that yeah isn't their family like it's almost like a chore for someone else to do you know
0: yeah it's like someone's job to look after your kid instead of if they're just with their grandparents then you know everyone Everyone is benefiting because like the kid Mm -hmm. loves being with the grandparents the Mm -hmm. grandparents love it you know yeah this this
2: finding a babysitter thing right that's another thing because now I I, my husband and I feel like we found a, a nice balance between Um, giving each other that alone time that we need Mm -hmm. maybe there's something he wants to work on there's something I want to work on so with one child this has been possible we've been able to do that but something we're having a hard time with is finding us time Mm -hmm. couple time and I think I can count with one hand how many dates in the last year and a half we've been on um you know, you don't have the luxury of being like, we want to catch a movie tonight. Let's go bring the yeah. child to, to the grandparents. Um, again, we have this family not too far away. We have to coordinate, but that means we have to plan dates like months in advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, anytime we have a date or have been
1: alone has always been when my parents were here or Eric's parents were here. And they're like, of course, we'll watch the the kid, the baby. I mean, Eric when <laughs> he still thinks that it's a... We can bring Daniel to the movie theater. I'm like, <laughs> I always, like, think she'll be annoyed. It's like, yeah, she might enjoy it. You know And or I mean? She might. Think. But <laughs> All <she'll> the other <laughs> people in the theater <laughs> will just like, thank you, guys. Yeah, That's what I'm worried about. That's what I am. But I, I think maybe when she was smaller, I mean, now that she's able to walk around, I, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a no-go. But yeah, when she was smaller, I'm thinking, okay, if we went to a movie at 8.30 or 8.15, which sometimes I start. But in the baby carrier. And yeah, she would be asleep. But we just never tried it because I was just so nervous yeah. Yeah. about me just having to walk out and be like, Hey bye, I'm going home Yeah. <laughs> halfway through a movie. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's a thing that I, I think that expats, sometimes it's an eye-opening experience when it, if you move over with kids that you might not have the support you had potentially if you were at home. But sometimes people don't even have that at home. They right. live in a different city than their parents like you yeah. guys even do that it might be a weekend thing where if you're yeah it's not yeah exactly. so grandparents are not retired exactly. right that's yeah. a, my mom yeah. is not
2: retired my husband's mm-hmm. parents are not retired yet okay um so that's kind of the next thing we're looking for like who's the first grandparent that will retire that could when <laughs> you know, pop they on think. over <laughs> and help when <laughs> they retire
1: they're gonna be like well we're gonna go on vacations oh sure. yes
2: uh, i mean yeah because i
1: mean Of course, our parents are like, yeah, come on out to you know Spain and blah blah blah. We'll be there. And then my parents are like, we're gonna take a river cruise and then maybe just like stop by and pop over for a bit. And like, what? I have have a plan for you. You're (laughs) supposed to babysit.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah.
1: So, and I do also find it it is just interesting with living abroad because when your family does come over, they come over and stay with you, which I think is much different from living and living nearby or having a day trip where you see them for half a day or for lunch or dinner mm-hmm. and then you go home. Yeah. Instead of two full weeks with your mm-hmm. parents mm-hmm. where it's just like, Oh my gosh, like this is insane <laughs> where no one feels at home because it's just yeah. like this. am it was funny. I was speaking to some of my friends about this. Um, who they're like oh yeah that's why our parents come over for like 3 months
0: 3 months yeah yeah oh,
1: wow and like, why and they're like yeah so then they start to realize the grocery stores, they start to they start to just get like acclimated to the home and like oh here are the pots and pans here is the so they stay washing. with them because, they'll stay with them okay. and then basically then start helping but they said but if they have family members who just come for a week or two weeks they do act like guests because they're like I don't know what's in this house I don't know where the grocery stores are and so it's actually much more difficult dealing with that than a three month.
0: Okay, but that still sounds intense. I don't think and like my mom can do it. I love my mom,
1: but she's like the same person.
2: Yeah. And so. when you have um, like grandparents, like when my mom came to visit um, for the first time, she met my daughter when she was about two and a half months, year, mm-hmm. months old. Yeah, um, which was an, another experience. Like yeah. having my mother, meeting my baby um, mm-hmm. for yeah. the first time, that was like... Wow, I really have this picture in in my head of that moment. But, you know, when my mom came, I was also considering her. Is she she feeling comfortable? We have a newborn baby now who's waking up in the middle of the night. You know, Mm -hmm. you also consider your guest. Um, And knowing that was my mom and she was cleaning everything. She turned her apartment around and just like (laughs) clean every corner, every crevice, which was so helpful. Um, But yeah, but I was also thinking about her, making her comfortable and hosting her. Oh yeah, Yeah.
1: like making sure they're coming back from the airport correctly and making sure they're doing this, you know, it's, it's a lot. And especially when your parents, I mean, and this is maybe from the American side, when your parents don't know public transportation, when they don't understand cobblestone streets and Uh how they're not, (laughs) you know, and like, I just tell them to bring their walking sticks. Yeah, and I like, really like. Almost, I'm like, I don't care how weird you look. You need to wear your walking sticks. I do not trust you guys on cobblestones. And but that's so like it's different from I like yeah it. from yeah what Eric or from maybe what Europeans think about because yeah. they're like oh but didn't you grow up with that? I'm like no we didn't. Right. So we grew up with cars and and sidewalks that are like the road.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> I think this this is why this um expat experience, parenting, everything. It's always so there's always an intersection by which you're like looking at this Mm -hmm. always from this kind of lens because I'm now not just Maria the expat Mm in Germany I'm not Maria expat mom wife yeah um, I don't know blogger um, (laughs) however you want to whatever however I want to identify and there's all these parts to our identities now and Mm -hmm. I think that's the most beautiful thing about this um, kind of expat life, but also what makes it so hard to to navigate. And mm-hmm. as you're kind of spending more time abroad, you know, it's one thing if you go abroad and you're there for six months to a year, Yeah. you know, you maybe go learn the language a little bit. You have this magical, maybe if you're coming to your European experience, mm-hmm. um, but it's a different thing when you say, okay, I'm moving to X country yeah. for longer than one year and I'm going to have this experience there. You're going to grow you're going to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to develop in ways that maybe you were not expecting you were you were going to develop. So um, I think that's what's beautiful about the experience. But I think that's what's also really hard. Just the person I was four years ago is not the same person that I am right now. Mm-hmm. So I think just yeah. having to navigate all of that. Um, yeah can be difficult but also can be really exciting yeah. yeah
0: definitely and I must say I also really do love the expat community because mm-hmm. they do try we do try to help each other out and connect and people are always like mm-hmm. happy to you know meet up and create new friendships and connections
2: exactly. and that's that's totally. what's beautiful
0: about the expat community
2: i think yeah and i remember when i had my daughter i just remember i'm, I'm part of a whatsapp group of i'm part of a few whatsapp groups of, <laughs> of, of, of moms and parents and i just remember texting them you know my daughter was like one or two months and i'm like up breastfeeding at like 2 a.m yeah. and i'm like texting them and i'm like no one's gonna answer at this time everyone's sleeping and eat within seconds you know i get like five oh, yeah. responses and like the expat community is just amazing like mm-hmm. everyone's so helpful giving me all the tips on anything from diapers to I don't know how to figure out this keto situation or Mm -hmm. whatever it was there's just such a camaraderie and everybody wants to help each other and so really I mean I know that you spoke about it
1: at the beginning about the goal of theelternhub.com, right yes yeah um and what is kind of the end goal because uh, I know that we're we're finishing our podcast soon, but I want to make sure that everyone knows the goal and what it really is for the purpose. So if they do go there, you know they'll be able to get support that they need.
2: Yeah. So so you can follow me again at the eltonhub.com and read about my experience uh, as I'm really living through it. Um, but. Um, have a lot of ideas and little time i'm really blogging in between nap times and when i have a free moment but really the vision is that i want to first of all share information right in a way that is easy to understand skipping all the fluff and all the complicated language so i want to Um, raise awareness on information that's available i want to share my story Um, i think there's power in story sharing Um, maybe my experience is different from someone else's so at some point i also want to feature other stories in there but just um, so you can follow along my story follow along my journey again in real time and i want to build a community Um, I think that's really the end goal. I want to build a supportive community, um, sort of what you're doing with this podcast as well, where we as expats and now as expat parents, we have a space that we can go to that we can turn to where it is safe, where it is welcoming. Um, Yeah, and where you have access to valuable resources and information. To know what you need to do. (laughs) To know what you need to do. It (laughs) step. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. No, well, I mean, that's wonderful.
1: And we're so glad that we were able to connect with you. We're so glad to have you here today and speaking with us. I love all of your blogs. I know that (laughs) the last one uh, was just about minimalism here, which... I also, I think CJ as well, we try. We all try. We tried We try. try <laughs> we we Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a challenge. It's it's hard. Exactly. It's a challenge. In it's small town. apartments and even in Germany, yeah. like everything is smaller, like even cars are smaller. So it's just everything. Um, no, but it was great to have you on. You're always welcome back. Thank
2: you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm really such a fan. It's funny how we all connected actually, because uh, CJ and I are part of the same one of the same WhatsApp groups and yes. one of the ones that I mentioned <laughs> actually earlier and she posted about expecting expats and then I followed up with her a few months later and I was like oh my god it's unbelievable I'm mm-hmm. trying to do uh, some blogging and share my experience too so again power of connection and exactly. just uh, bringing people together so thank you for having me
0: thank you so much for coming and yeah until next time, <laughs> until next time. subscribe to us bye